It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to the Lombardi Line on a Tuesday. Stormy Bonantoni alongside former NFL wide receiver Mike Pritchard, who is in for Michael Lombardi getting some well-deserved vacation time, which surprised me he took it off during combine time because I thought mm. that this would be like former NFL GM. This is the stuff you want to talk about. Right, but I also right. don't blame him for taking time no. off. It was a long season. Absolutely. Super Bowl <laughs> two. Yeah, you would think. Maybe he's at the combine. Maybe that's his Maybe he's just sneaking out there. That's the truth. Um, But like you said, the the combine rolls on. The NFL calendar rolls on. And the Indianapolis Colts are a team. It's a really interesting position. Shane Steichen in as the new head coach for Frank Reich. They have the number two, number four, excuse me, draft position with all of the rumors swirling that maybe they're going to trade up. Maybe they won't. Let's talk it all over as we welcome in George Bremer, Colts beat reporter and sports editor of the Herald Bulletin, co-host of the Blue Horseshoe podcast at GM Bremer on Twitter and uh, he's on site in Indy because no travel necessary for you. Nice to have a home event. No, 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 it's nice. You know, one of the few times that you don't have to get on an airplane is not bad at all. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you making some time, especially with how hectic I imagine it must be down there. What's the latest that you're hearing about what the Colts are going to try and do with this number four selection? Yeah, you know, I think it's very intriguing. As as you mentioned, I think there's a lot of uh, options that they can go with, but I think the owner has made it a little bit clear here that, that he wants to get a rookie quarterback in. 
Uh, and I think he would be the driving force. If, if there's a trade-up, I think it will be coming from Jim Arce's, you know, corner. Uh, we know Chris Ballard generally likes to protect those draft picks, get as many as he can. But I think they're in a little bit different position this year than they have been in years past. Uh, they've gone that veteran route. It hasn't worked. I think it's time to, to kind of go all in, uh, make that big splash, and, and get your guy who you can build around for the future. You know, George, there's several teams that become the key to the draft. I think the Colts are the key to the draft in the first round. When you think about teams are rumored to try to get up to number one, uh, I don't know if the Colts are included in that or not. Uh, but from your estimation, you know, Ursay was lukewarm, I believe, on Shane Steichen. Uh, they hired him anyway, right? So what quarterback fits the bill for what the Colts might be looking for? Hey, you know, it's interesting. There was a former Eagle scout out there uh, in December who was saying, you know, whoever has the number one overall pick should hire Shane Steichen and draft Bryce Young. And I thought that was really interesting. He just felt like that was a perfect uh, scheme, marriage. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see. I mean, there's so many questions, obviously, with Bryce's size. You know, can he, can he stand up to, to a weekly pounding uh, that he's going to get in the NFL? But I don't think anybody questions his game. You know, what he did on the field is unimpeachable. You know, and I think it'll be interesting to see where the Colts fall on that side of that equation. Uh, but if Shane Steichen shares that idea, that this is a perfect fit for their scheme, uh, they probably will have to go up if, if that's the target that they're looking at. And in a year where Alabama felt like they were a little off, imagine what that season could have been had they not had Bryce Young under mm-hmm. center throughout the course of the season. He was fantastic this year. And uh, Jim Mercer did say that Alabama quarterback <laughs> looks pretty good. So maybe a little bit of a, a like there from the, from the ownership. If you had to pick, though, if there was a quarterback that you were most intrigued by in this class, would it be Bryce Young or who would it be? I think, you know, again, I think for the on-the-field side of things, I felt like Bryce Young, he to me is the most talented quarterback in this draft. Uh, like everybody else, I'm interested to see, you know, how that works. He's such an outlier from a size standpoint. But I think maybe the safe pick is, might be C.J. Stroud, just in terms of he's got the prototypical size. He put up big numbers at Ohio State from everything you hear, talking to people who covered him there, people around that program. He's a quick processor. He reads defenses quickly. Uh, you know, I think there's, to me, he's kind of that guy that you can bring him in and there's less questions about him. I think the big one with him is, you know, never beat Michigan. Can he rise to the biggest moment? Uh, but I think that might be, there might be some teams more comfortable with that than they are with, you know, an outlier to, to the extent that Bryce Young is. From a size standpoint, those two to me stand out apart. I, I know there's a lot of talk about Will Levis and Anthony Richardson. They have a bunch of physical skill and, and all the right traits as well. Uh, but with those two, I'm a little bit worried with Richardson with his completion percentage and with Levis on turnovers. I think the Colts in particular, turnovers last year killed them. I think that's something that they're going to have to really try to, to, to lean away from when they're looking at these young quarterbacks. You know, George, last year, last season, uh, from a betting perspective, the Colts were very disappointing. Very disappointing, uh, in, in fact, for their fans as well. I mean, obviously, right? But uh, I'm curious because if all signs are pointing to the Colts uh, selecting a young quarterback and with this veteran roster, I mean, where are the expectations going to go now? Because there were some people that had ex- expectations that the Colts could, in fact, make a run to the Super Bowl uh, last season, this past season. So, Moving forward, though, with a young rookie quarterback, I mean, is that in the cards? Is that what Ursay uh, is still expecting out there in Indy? Yeah, that's going to be a really interesting thing to see. It's always what he's expecting, so I know for sure, you know, as far as he's concerned, uh, you know, they, they, the ultimate goal is always there. But there was kind of a seismic shift, you know, they, during this season. When they, when they fired Frank Reich, they brought in Jeff Saturday, 
uh, everything changed. And, and I think they had been sort of in that plug and play mentality, bring in that veteran quarterback and, and try to you know get enough around him to make a deep run. They felt like they had a lot of the other pieces in place. And I think just because things, the wheels fell off so totally this year and, and you end up 4-12-1 and, and you're picking fourth overall, uh, I think it just changed the mentality of, of everybody in the organization. I think the idea now is maybe not a total rebuild, but kind of a soft reboot here. You know, get that young quarterback in, uh, maybe get rid of some of the more veteran guys. We'll see how that plays out as well. But I think they're going to want to win again quickly. But I think they understand it. it's time to get, you know, that franchise quarterback and start building around him. Yeah, it is unfortunate. It's like Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan. They've had seven different starting quarterbacks in four seasons. That's not what you're looking for in the post-Andrew Luck era. So hopefully they do find their guy. Aside from the quarterback position, I know there's still a lot of time now with the combine just starting before the draft actually happens and free agency and all the things. But what are some areas of need that the Colts really are going to have to address here over the next couple months? I think most of them are on the offense. I mean, if you look at defense kind of fell off at the end of the year, but I think a lot of that was just fatigue, you know, both mental and physical. They, they really had to work so hard throughout the year to carry what was the, the lowest scoring offense in the league. Uh, I think it starts on the offensive line. They've got Bernard Ryman, who they drafted last year, showed flashes at the end of the year. You know, do you feel comfortable enough with him at left tackle? Do you need to upgrade there? They probably need to bring in a right guard, a starting caliber right guard to help kind of shore up that line. And they need more weapons for whoever the, the young quarterback is, in particular a slot receiver. If they're not able to re-sign Paris Campbell, I'm not sure who on the roster right now really fits that role. Uh, so I think that's going to be another really big target for them as they get into this offseason. So really no path to go the veteran quarterback route, George? I mean, uh, with that roster, it's, it's such a veteran roster, right? And, uh, and I think they had offensive line issues. Gus Bradley was retained, a defense coordinator. So there's some continuity. And within that division, too, I mean, if they did take a flyer at, like, say, a Derek Carr or a Jimmy G or somebody like that, I mean, do you see that as a possibility at all? After last year, I've learned to never say never. I never thought they would hire a coach in the middle of the season out of the TV studio. So I know better than to rule anything out right now. Uh, and I do think, you know, you can make that argument pretty quickly. It's, it's the argument they made the last few years around here. And so I think they're going to at least kick the tires uh, because they've got to make the determination. If you do want somebody like Bryce Young, do you want to pay the price to move up? Or would you rather bring in Derek Carr and not give up draft picks and not give up, you know, players potentially in that deal? Or do you want to stick it for are you comfortable enough with maybe those top four guys that whoever's there you, you feel good about? I think that's what's so intriguing right now about this offseason. There's so many branches to these options for them. And I think if, if there's one thing I do feel confident about saying with, with Chris Ballard in charge, he will go down every road. He will, he will turn every rock. You know, He will not leave any of these options unexplored. So I don't think that's the preferred route, but I don't think it's something you can completely rule out either. So as uh, Mike referenced there a moment ago, Gus Bradley is retained as the Colts defensive coordinator. He and Shane Steichen have a previous relationship from their time coaching together on the Chargers staff. But it's hard to look past some of those late second half blown leads, particularly at the end of the season. What was your immediate reaction when you found out that he was going to be retained on the staff? Yeah, I think it was something that we we all kind of saw coming. Uh, They were blocking him from from interviewing with other jobs. And so we, we thought it was something that they wanted to keep in mind. And as soon as Shane was named the head coach, we knew they'd been together for four years. So you sort of, it was really something I think was expected, but there's no doubt the last five weeks of the season, last five games of the season, 
they gave up an average of 36.6 points, which is unbelievable. Uh, and during that stretch, you had the 33.4th quarter in Dallas, obviously the biggest blown lead in, in NFL history at Minnesota, and even the last game of the year, you know, letting the Texans come down and score and, and get a two-point conversion to win at the end of the game. Uh, some of that was injuries. You know, they didn't have Kenny Moore during that stretch. Uh, they really only had Shaq Leonard for, I think, 74 snaps the whole year. So I think there is, there's reason to believe that they get him back. They can stay healthy. It's year two of the defense. It can look more like it did the start of the season. But there's no doubt. There's concern over the way this year finished defensively. Absolutely. Okay, George, you've got about 30 seconds left. We can bet on whether or not the 40 record is going to be broken this year. Uh, what kind of track are we dealing with out there in Indy? I mean, did they do anything to the turf at all? Yeah, we need the inside scoop. <laughs> they have not changed the turf. Uh, it's been a fast track, though, I think, since they went into Lucas Oil here. It feels like the, the times have been pretty quick ever since. Okay. All right. All right. Appreciate you, George. Thanks for doing this, and uh, enjoy Combine Week. No problem. Thanks a lot, guys. George yeah. Bremer, Colts beat reporter and sports editor for the Herald Bulletin. You can also check out the podcast wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, the Blue Horseshoe podcast at GM Bremer on Twitter. Again, he is out there on site in Indy. That's See, I always get excited like next year mm-hmm. when the Super Bowl is going to be here in right. Vegas. Like you don't have to go anywhere. Right. Everybody comes to you. It's a very nice feeling. And everybody wants to be here next year, too. Yeah. I mean, that's all you heard, certainly out in Phoenix uh, this past season. But, yeah, looking forward to that. Big so time. surreal, too. Know, it is Remember, really... it's like legitimately seven years ago. Yeah. Sports will never work in Las We're Vegas. We're from Vegas and have a Super Bowl, Bowl here. Let's right? go. So cool. <laughs> My grandpa, who's no longer with us, would lose his mind if he knew the way that the landscape had changed here in Vegas. Insane. Don't go anywhere. Lombardi line rolls on on VEASAN, the sports betting network, when we come back. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. 
Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Michael Lombardi getting some well-deserved time off after a long football season. But good news, when he does come back, he will be on the desk live in Las Vegas um, for almost, I believe, a full month which will be awesome because he's coming out to visit Mm -hmm. his son for a good time. But uh, Mike Pritchard, very excited to share the desk with you. In the meantime, former NFL wide receiver, won a national championship as well with Colorado. And now I'm going to subject you to a game. Okay. See, I've heard about your game. I heard about your game. (laughs) They're fun in games, though, okay? They're not games like in the negative context. They can hurt you, though, from what I hear. Maybe. If you're Matt Brown, if you're exclusively. Matt Brown, exactly, exactly. If you if you haven't seen bets and consequences, please get on the Vison YouTube channel and just watch this poor man mm. who is my former co-host be tortured. But we're not making any internal wagers here, so okay. these are fun games. Okay, good. good. Okay, as long as they're fun. I'm, yes, I'm fine. I'm <laughs> we're gonna fine. do a little fill in the blank action here. Okay, so I'm gonna give you a statement with a blank in mm-hmm. it, and I want to see what word or phrase you're gonna fill it in with. Okay. Okay. So starting off. The Jets would be blank to trade for Aaron Rodgers. Aggressive. Oh. Aggressive. I, I like that one. Uh, they would be aggressive, certainly, if they traded for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, think about what the Jets would have to give up, right? Uh, and then inherit that salary, all because you want to uh, reunite Aaron Rodgers with uh, Hackett, right? And I don't know if that's going to work anyway. I mean, Hackett couldn't cut it. Uh, couldn't hack it. 
<laughs> uh, out there in Denver. Ooh, How about that? See? Uh, and then, no, I they would be aggressive. But, you know, Robert Sala has changed the culture out there in New York. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they did it, but it would be an aggressive move, though. Yeah, and I just, again, like we talked about with Derek Carr, having to give something up versus not. Yeah. That team is so young and has so much promise. Mm-hmm. I would just hate to lose something significant at the expense of getting Aaron Rodgers. But right. who knows? What did you think of the comments, by the way, from the former Packers Hall of Famer? His name is escaping me right now, that he would ruin the, the Jets locker room. Oh, oh, Klecko. Yes. The Hall of Famer. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, I think he's spot on, to be honest with you. I mean – the thing about the National Football League, Stormy, like what Aaron Rodgers accomplished and what he did in Green Bay, he didn't do anything for the Jets, right? And so why should everybody embrace him, you know, just because of what he did over there? Now, uh, if it becomes great, you know, Klecko will change his tune, obviously. But, uh, yeah, that's a fragile locker room out there in New York. I just mentioned how Robert Sala did an incredible job changing the culture uh, so the influence of Aaron Rodgers, the baggage, the luggage of Aaron Rodgers, it's not, it's not, it's not Louie. <laughs> it's not Louie. I mean, that baggage is, is, is damaged uh, in place, certain places. So uh, you got to be careful with that. One back-to-back MVPs before having a real dud of a season. We'll yeah. see if he can get back to form regardless of where he is. Fill in the blank. Bryce Young will be a blank at the NFL level. Will be a blank at the NFL. So level. will be a success. Will be Ooh. a dud. Will be a wow. Mm. Will be a blank at the NFL level. <laughs> I don't know. I I, I don't want to be too strong here. Um. Uh. But he he's a fragile guy. You know. I I think I think he'll Bryce be, Young will be a broken man at the NFL level. Be, <laughs> he will be he will be a hurting unit at the NFL <laughs> level. How about that? Aww. How about that? Poor yeah, Bryce. I'm trying to. Well, he's, he's 194 pounds, uh, and I know people are in love with um, uh, in love with his abilities, right? But uh, at the beginning of the show, I talked about mental toughness and, and physical toughness, right? And uh, mental toughness, I, I think Bryce Young has it all. I mean, mm-hmm. The guy is an incredible, and he's an incredible talent. But the physical ability to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. for 17 games and then into the playoffs. I mean, that that comes into question. It has to. Now, listen, I know Nick Saban is very, very calculated with the majority of things that he says, but I asked him over Sugar Bowl week mm-hmm. if he thought that the size was an issue for Bryce Young, and he thought no because you can gain weight. He's got the mobility. He's got all of the tools right. that – the size portion in terms of height didn't bother him as much. We showed this picture yesterday on mm-hmm. the Lombardi line, but you weren't love with it. us, so I might as well show this too. All right, I'm five it. foot ten. How uh-huh. tall do you think Bryce Young is? Well, I, he said they say he's six feet. He's not six feet, right? You tell me. No, he's not six feet. <laughs> so Tua gained weight. Kyler gained weight. Um, this past season, Lamar Jackson gained weight, and all those guys got hurt. Yeah. So you can gain weight, but. When you're the Josh Allens of the world, the Patrick Mahomes of the world, the uh, the quarterbacks that are you know six three, six four, I played with these guys, Stormy, like Elway and and certainly Warren Moon and uh, Brett Favre early on. Brett Favre was out yeah. of shape though, uh, but once he got into shape, I mean, their their bodies you have to withstand a lot of punishment, a lot. It's a physical, physical football game and. I mean, I love his ability. I really do. I love the young man. I mean, the fact that you met him is incredible that way. But I, I think I, I think the size is going to be a question mark, though. So what I'm going to fill in the blank with, and obviously, like, 
your experience is unmatched, unrivaled compared to my thought process. But what I did for fill in the blank was Bryce Young will be an exception at the NFL level. Okay. So I like that. I am thinking and hoping okay. that things will pan out for him. The Bears keeping the number one pick would be blank. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, would be <laughs> would would be. Would be okay. Would okay. Hold would on. Be something. <laughs> it, it would be something. It would be something. Shocking. I'm gonna go with shocking. Okay. Um, okay. But but also short sighted though. If they kept the if they kept the number one pick, it would be short sighted because you got to think about the bigger picture, right? And um, okay, you're gonna keep that number one pick for what? Uh, you know, it, you can get a defensive player if you trade it down uh, because people are gonna trade up to number one to get a quarterback. I would believe uh, if you think or if you have the notion that people are trading up for Will Anderson, which you need, or, or Jalen Carter, which you need, then I get it. Stick at number one. Stay at number one. But I think number one should be up for sale, mm -hmm. uh, and it would be short-sighted. That's the word I'm going to use, short-sighted. that's a very good way to put yeah. it. Georgia's odds, 3-1 to one to win the college football playoff national championship for a third year in a row is blank. They're reasonable. I think the yeah, odds I guess are reasonable. Are yeah, yeah the, the odds are reasonable. I mean, um it's tough to it's tough to go back to back. And now you're talking about three peat uh in college football. They're gonna lose a ton. Um yeah, I I, I think they're reasonable odds. They're expected. That's why I yeah. say they're reasonable. I put standard. Okay, right. Because right. it's it's not wrong. Mm -hmm. They're a program that we talk about year in and year out that, you know, we don't rebuild, we reload. Right. Them in Alabama, it's just maybe you have an off year every now and again, but Largely, it seems like it's just a contender, contender, contender. So it makes sense that their odds Absolutely. are so short. Yeah. But um, there's fewer surprises in college football. Right. Uh, now, there's few surprises in the NFL, too. I mean, it, it, there's so many constants uh, when it comes to teams and, and certainly how good teams can be. Uh, seldom you see those remarkable surprises, right? But in college football, you know, show me some surprises that, that's going to win a, a national yeah. championship, right? Yeah. TCU, we thought maybe. Yeah. But... Obviously, that's not how things pan out. Uh, Kevin Durant and the Suns will make it to the blank round of the playoffs. Second round. I'm going to go second round. Um, you know, if you look at the standings right now, it, the matchup kind of fa favors them to get past first round. But into the second round, I, the teams are just too good uh, in the West. I mean, I don't know if there's going to be enough games uh, for, for that chemistry to really unveil itself. Plus, they're not that deep. Uh, they they gave up a lot of perimeter defense. Um, you know, they're going to score, or certainly going to score. Uh, but I, I think in the playoffs, you need to play defense. And, uh, you know, KD, <laughs> you know, without the players, I mean, Aiton certainly. But I, I, I think what they gave up for KD yeah. uh, really limits uh, how far they can go in the playoffs. What they have on their side is that the West feels more up for grabs by far than the East with that two-headed monster it seems with the Celtics and Bucks although the 76ers trying to squeak their yeah. way in there if they can but um the betters certainly seem to bet the Suns pretty hard down they from do? 18 to 1 to the second shortest shot on the board now to win it all realistically a seed as high as blank could win the NCAA tournament this year okay so we have so much depth in in conferences right i mean I, i'm just looking at the big east recently stormy trying to catch up with college hoops uh, and I, my goodness, I loved, I was in love. <laughs> I don't love, I was in love with the biggies last year, uh, but I think seventh seed. I mean, that, that is realistic, right? Uh, to, to me, I mean, I love Houston. I loved them last year. 
uh, what Samson's done with that squad. They, they have the veteran presence. They got injured down the stretch. They got injured into the final four there. And so, um, no, I, I love uh, a seventh seed, perhaps. I uh, have a chance to win the championship. I went even more. Did bold. you really? I said eight. Okay. Because I'm right there though. Yes, I'm right there with you. Well, for reference, eight is the lowest seed to win a national championship. Mm-hmm. Period. They've only even made an appearance appearance three times, but nobody with like a a higher number. So I'm talking like nine, ten, eleven, twelve, and so so right. on and so forth has even made it to the national championship game. But I was looking at Joe Lenardi's bracketology mm-hmm. and looking at what the eight seeds are currently where things sit right now Iowa Arkansas Missouri Texas A&M and like these are like long shots obviously right but these in that seven eight range Mm -hmm. are are reasonable teams to make a run to make a final four and then once you get to that point it's anybody's game yeah I mean it's wide open parity there is it's wide open but then you have these elite teams too though I mean I I think Houston's so poised right now you're not wrong but I just have the question of playing in the American Conference how battle tested are you compared to a big 12 team that's just week in and week out had these tough games Josh Applebaum Coming up next, see if I yell at him. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on the NHL, NBA, or college basketball, the VEASAN experts have you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of just $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made from show hosts and guests. Tools like betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the year, including expert bracket breakdowns, top plays, and daily props. Don't miss out, though. This is a limited time offer. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe to sign up. Again, just $9.99. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. Mike Pritchard, former NFL wide receiver, in for the former NFL GM Michael Lombardi today. Stormy Tony hosting things up. And we're going to welcome in friend of the show, VEASAN betting analyst Josh Applebaum, host of the VEASAN Morning Bets and the Market Insights podcast with Josh Applebaum at Josh underscore insights on Twitter. I was going to say, wake up with Josh every day, but that's a little <laughs> bit creepy. But Morning Bets is awesome that you get that out for everybody, the the line movement and what's going on right when they wake up so they have that information downloaded. Stormy and Pritch, great to be with you. And thank you, Stormy. Yeah, you can wake up with me, then go back to bed. That's usually what I do. I'll I'll stay up late, wake up early, do the pod, get it out there, go right back to sleep, wake up at, you know, like 8 a.m., 9 a.m., get an hour or so, get right back to it. But, yeah, what I really enjoy about the Morning Bets pod, guys, is being able to be awake at kind of the witching hour when, again, a lot of people are getting ready for work, they're waking up. Obviously, you know, 6 a.m. my time is 3 a.m. your time. So a lot of people aren't even awake or, you know, up and up and at them yet. So, but really what the betting market is, is it never sleeps. So you see a lot of sharp line moves like, you know, 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m. So to me, it's really interesting to see line movement like randomly at, you know, 6.05 a.m. Someone's hitting a random total tells me that uh, it's kind of a good opportunity to monitor the market. And then what I like to do, guys, is if I make a bet, you know, 6 a.m., what does it look like by noon? By the Market Insights pod time, ideally that line is moving toward me. That's a good thing. If it's going away from me, that's a bad thing. So it's just fun to be, you know, kind of aware of the market at a different hour. And guys, I'm a night owl. Before the Morning Bet spot, I was not a morning person. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I mean, early bird gets the worm, too. You can put that in oh, as yeah. a segment uh, during your, hey, your, during your uh, podcast right there. I like Josh. that, Pritch. Nice. I like that. He's an idea man. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> But no, you're so right, though. I mean, the line movement, I mean, it could uh, depend on whatever happens, right? And LeBron James, the injury uh, situation right there, that line earlier this morning uh, from what we watched 
Uh, that thing just shot up, uh, too, once the news dropped uh, about his foot, Josh. So uh, what you provide here at VEASAN is, is incredible. Thank you, Pritch. I appreciate it. And yeah, I think NBA is probably the hardest sport yeah. overall for me personally to bet on. Pritch, remember when we used to do a show together and we always talked about the 6 p.m. rule? How, of course, <laughs> you know, when you're betting the NBA, typically you want to wait later in the day. And that's what makes it so hard because you could be capping a game all morning long. Right. You fall in love with the play. It's matching everything you look for. Then randomly, Kawhi Leonard is out. Paul George is out. The line goes the other way. So, again, it's difficult here. But uh, to me, what I'm really looking at now, guys, is the awards market in the NBA. Like I, I'm kind of dialing back like my daily NBA plays because it's been kind of difficult to cap with all the injuries. Looking at the awards market, guys like Jokic, who's now a big favorite MVP, or uh, Malcolm Brogdon for six man. These are kind of the bets that I like to look at each day and kind of offset, you know, if you're gonna dial back your daily grind of betting, Maybe yeah. you add in some futures to help you down the road a little bit. Really good stuff. And as mm-hmm. it pertains to that daily betting of the NBA, I've learned that if Giannis Antetokounmpo is doubtful, he'll play. <laughs> if he's probable, he won't. So just, you know, put that in your back pocket. Now, Josh, <laughs> as much as I love you, enough pumping your tires. Let's actually talk some other <laughs> things. Um, as it pertains to the NFL draft, though, coming up, you know, these markets are popping up more and more, and things are going to become more readily available. The combine is this week. What are some things that you're looking at early before we get to April? Yeah, Stormy, I think what's important right now is just to do yourself a favor. Like if whatever book that you're looking at right now, screenshot the NFL draft odds right now and then give it a couple days. I'm actually the kind of nerdy person who likes to watch the combine and uh, not really for like who's going to run the 40, the fastest 40 or, you know, the bench press and stuff like that. But it's kind of hearing what the commentators say, because remember, you're getting all these same people in one building, in one room. And I think Michael Lombardi did a great job in his latest article, VEASAN.com. Dot, uh, dot com talking about misinformation where like maybe you really love a guy but you don't want people to know you love him so you kind of you know go the other way or, or kind of don't mention his name so there is misinformation out there but a lot of times if you listen like uh you know sometimes if you watch games if you don't like the commentators you can just mute it and, and just watch the game to me with the combine it's worth listening to what the people are talking about because they're hearing things so right now updated obviously the the bears have the number one pick but we're hearing that uh there's a good chance they might trade that so right now, who's, uh, you know, the favorites to go number one overall? It's Bryce Young, star quarterback from Alabama, minus 165. He's minus 185 to be the first quarterback selected. Or I'm finding some value, and I think there's some good line movement here. And again, bookmark these odds pre-combine and post-combine. It's just a very simple way to see how they're moving. But Pritch, let me get your take on this one. The first wide receiver selected. Now, I was looking at Quentin Johnston uh, at the very beginning here. He opened as the favorite, like plus 140, six foot four. He's got the measurables from TCU. But then he kind of drifted a little bit, and you had basically three guys with the same exact odds around plus 150, plus 175, with uh, Jordan Addison, Jackson Smith, Najib, Najibba, and then also uh, Quentin Johnson. But, Pritch, over the last couple of days, some steam is coming in on Quentin Johnson. He's down now to plus 110. So, yeah. again, it's hard to know if it's a smoke screen, if it's real or not. But just your thoughts, Pritch, on the NFL and the way it's going. Do you want this big, tall guy who can make plays, or do you want kind of the shifty slot guy uh, like maybe some of these other players? But what do you think? Should yeah. I get Johnston plus 110 here to be you first know, wide receiver? The, the shifty slot guy, uh, versatile player, uh, if you will, Josh, that guy you can move all around the field. You know, I love Quentin Johnston and his game uh, because of his catch radius, right? But you have the Mike Evans in, of the world out there already. You have the bigger body receivers out there in the world already. Uh, but those shifty slot guys that you can move around and do gadget plays with. Uh, Smith and Jigba comes to mind because of the trend of Ohio State wide receivers too, right? Alave and, and Wilson, certainly. Zay Flowers out your way is getting some love too uh, as he's increased his body size. So a, a lot is going to happen in the combine. Here's what I would look out for, Josh, if I was you. 
uh, is, you know, not only what people were saying about these wide receivers, uh, but the fit. Perhaps, you know, people will start to mention the fit uh, of some of these players, and therefore you can get a you can get a grasp on on really what teams are looking at selecting wide receiver high up in the draft. Yeah, I think it's a great point, Pritch, because you kind of got to extrapolate, you know, who picks where and what right. they could be looking for. So, you know, one thing I'm also looking at, Pritch, is the quarterback market here because uh, obviously Young is expected to be the first off the board. Then C.J. Stroud. There was a moment where Will Levis had a huge line move, but he's drifted a little bit here. Anthony Richardson is kind of the hot new shiny object that's moved quite a bit. But if they're hanging like a three and a half, here's the other thing. Like we don't have all the draft props yet. You know, we don't have mm-hmm. like one of my favorites to bet is a matchup, like who will go first, you know, head to head or the over under position. Pritch, remember you made a lot of people money last year that over, what was it, five and a half up to six, mm-hmm. up to six and a half with the wide receivers. I'm looking at if there's a quarterback opener of three and a half quarterbacks, I'm looking at that over because again, Levis, Stroud, Young, uh, and then also um, Anthony Richardson. So that's something that I'm looking toward. And I just want to throw this one at you guys. First defensive player selected, a guy who has a lot of mock drafts would be at one overall if the Bears didn't trade the pick, but Jalen Carter. It's kind yeah. of an obvious play. All the mocks have him the first defensive player selected over um, Will Anderson from Alabama. But this is, I'm such a nerd, guys. I look, I like update these numbers every day, morning and night. And I noticed from yesterday to today, Jalen Carter went from plus 110 to minus one to uh, mm. plus 105, now to minus 105. So stormy, Jalen Carter, first overall. Maybe we can get a, a couple a couple beer money plays on that first de- uh, defensive player. I love it. Keep it going. I always just yeah. think of that visual of Jalen Carter treating Jaden Daniels like a rag doll when they played LSU. <laughs> um, okay, so I, I tease this segment by saying, let's see if I yell at Josh. You have two <laughs> plays um, that, <laughs> that you're looking at. One in the NHL that I 100,000 million percent agree with, and then one in college basketball that I'm very bitter about. But talk <laughs> us through some of the line movement on Bruins Flames and San Diego State, Boise State. Yeah, so Stormy, you'll probably like this one. Again, Golden Knights, uh, a former alum there. Bruce Cassidy, been doing a great job, but I think the Bruins are happy. Uh, they switched there to Jim Montgomery. Yeah, but they're fine. I'll take the, yeah, they're, they're okay. I think they're all right. They actually just went over their, uh, their points total today, guys. Unbelievable. It was 96 and a half. They just went to 97, like 23 games left. But anyway, give me the Bruins here. I think your first thought is it's the second leg of a back-to-back. I can't bet Boston tonight. But actually, the line's going to the Bruins. The Bruins open as low as minus 120. You're up to minus 130. A couple system matches here. If you look at uh, road favorites off a win, it's been a great angle here all season, 64%. Non-division steam, 10 cents or more, 64%. And then here's the other thing. Back-to-back teams. If you are a back-to-back team, second leg of a back-to-back overall in the NHL, it's been a bet against. These teams are only winning 43% of the time. But the Bruins are 6-2 and two on the second leg of a back-to-back. And then also they just brought in Orlov, Garnet Hathaway. And here's the other thing I like, Stormy. Linus Olmark, who's the favorite to win the Vezina, he's rested, ready to go. Swayman yep. got the win last night. Olmark's rested. If you're giving me the Bruins, arguably, maybe if they can break this record, maybe the best regular season team ever. Still got to win the cup, though. Uh, but you're giving me minus 130. I think that's a really good number here on the Bruins tonight. Absolutely. And I hope that they they get it all done. I love that play. I'm on the Bruins minus 125. You see minus 130 now. and But anytime you can get them sub 150, it's a it feels like a good bet. And there's only 30 seconds left, so sell me on Boise. <laughs> I don't know if I can sell you, Stormy. You're an Aztec Probably not here, me, so you're not going to be anyone else. You're, you're not going to be happy with this one, but uh, I got to go Boise State in this one. It's a 50-50 bet split, but almost 80, 90 percent of the money is on Boise. Again, why is Boise favored tonight? If San Diego State has the better record, is the better ranked team, and Boise State is unranked here. Also, your Aztec Stormy have won six straight, so this is one of those plays where it's disgusting, it's gross. It did not cash with OK State last night. Cowboys are on my do not bet list for a while here. But I got to go with this fishy line move. Unranked home fave ranked opponents, 67% against the spread. 
Let's go Boise State tonight, Stormy. I'm sorry. Yeah, and I, I like your money line approach versus the spread, but you can ha you can hold your nose. I'm going to breathe in deeply. San Diego State, baby. Love you, Josh. Thanks for doing this. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. You too. You too. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points to BetMGM Rewards that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, including incredible experiences and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Alongside Mike Pritchard, I'm Stormy Tony. Wanted to wrap up a little bit of the conversation we were just having with our guy, Josh Josh Applebaum about this San Diego State Boise State game because I might have maybe ladies and gentlemen a little bit of camaraderie here on the desk because you kind of like the Aztecs in this spot. I do Stormy um you nobody's talked about the total either because when you think about these two squads uh and how defensive minded they are how Absolutely. efficient they are defensively nobody's really talked about the total I'm not entertaining the total I know Will Hill likes the money line with Boise uh, a bounce back situation, revenge, uh, look ahead. Perhaps that was a spot last week for Boise, the last game for Boise. Uh, and then everything's kind of sewn up for SDSU, right? Uh, but SDSU got swept by Boise State last year. Um, I, I think there's a different mentality too going on with the Aztecs right now. They're so athletic uh, and they can use fouls to their advantage, right? Uh, and I think Boise, for them to win, they're going to have to knock down shots, in particular behind the arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so maybe the environment can inspire them. Maybe they're looking for that. I think betters might be looking for that. The line has indicated that too. But you still have to knock them down, you know, and you still have to knock them down against that Aztecs defense. So uh, if that defense comes to play, uh, perhaps a total could be a, a look, uh, an angle on this game. But, you know, you're catching two and a half right now. Uh, with the Aztecs. Yeah, and and all the angles that that you and Applebaum and Will Hill have brought up all make sense. Plus, you throw in the fact that maybe there's a little bit of a letdown after getting the important win at the pit the other night. I know they didn't cover the number, Mm -hmm. but still an important win against New Mexico, a team that beat them earlier in the regular season at Viejas Arena. But for me, we talked about the seeding mm-hmm. aspect. Mm-hmm. There is a massive difference in the NCAA tournament be- between getting a five seed and a six seed. So just because they have a share of the Mountain West tournament already locked up doesn't mean that they're complacent and they're good. Right. And then this game against Boy, like this is a rivalry. Mm-hmm. And yes, I'm sure it felt great that they got that kind of anomaly win by 20 points against Boise earlier this season. Mm-hmm. But this is a team they want to beat. They are very unhappy about how things played out last year. Boise, you talk about the sweep. That included the Mountain West Conference Tournament Championship game where San Diego State had multiple opportunities to get the ball up and potentially win that game, and they couldn't do it. Yeah. And so Boise got the auto bid to the tournament last yeah, year. absolutely. And, you know, perception, too. I mean, think about what the committee is going to think about the Mountain West Conference, too. So mm-hmm. uh, I think that's in the back of the head, sorry, or the mindset, uh, I think, with, uh, with the Aztecs. 
uh, Stormy. But on top of that, just the style of play, too, with two defensive-minded teams, uh, if there is a situation where fouls are going to determine this thing, uh, you know, catching two and a half points uh, looks like a nice uh, deal for mm-hmm. me, at least ni- nice angle uh, to look at. But I am intrig- yeah. intrigued by that total, though. Uh, 134 and a half here showing on the board uh, against these two teams. Don't let this game get to three. That number, I mean, it was they Boise opened a one point favorite now sitting, mm. sitting two and a half. Um, another game that that Josh talked about that I did bet, and I just wanted to kind of close up my thoughts on mm-hmm. that was the Bruins tonight at Calgary against the Flames. He's dead on about the thought that Linus Olmark is going to be between the pipes tonight. Jeremy Swayman got the win. For Boston yesterday, they're on a seven-game win streak. They win that game. We actually have the replay on Sportsnet playing mm-hmm. uh, above our heads right now. But Connor McDavid hits the 50-goal mark on the season. Incredible stuff. That's why he's a massive, massive favorite still with over 20 games to go for the Hart Trophy. But this is a team that is just built different. And they are better than Calgary in every facet. Now, just because you're better doesn't mean you're going to win on any given night. Right. But I really think like riding the hot hand on a seven game win streak flames, home and road splits are, are pretty similar. Like not good. Uh, they've dropped eight of their last 12 games straight up. And, and the Bruins there's they're better at scoring. They mm-hmm. have a better blue line. They have the best goaltending in the entire NHL. Their special teams, pen- penalty kill and power player better. Depth is better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's just, it's really, really hard to bet against them, even in the Saddle Dome, and um, especially at such a short number. I have no, I have no problem backing the Bruins. Well, I was tonight. about to ask you that, Stormy, because something I learned from Josh Applebaum betting hockey uh, with him, you know, it's minus one thirty uh, mm-hmm. from a money line standpoint, and that's what you're looking at too from betting hockey. So that price doesn't seem like uh, is too steep uh, with a situation against Calgary. Yeah, that it's very rare to get the Bruins as a favorite, less than $2 mm, these days. Right. So I, I have no problem with the number. Is there anything in the association that you're looking at tonight? You know, I was looking at uh, the Clippers uh, and, and the T- uh, Timberwolves there. Uh, you know, the Clippers, they, they, <laughs> they've given up a lot of points last two games, right? <laughs> uh, to say the least, and they've lost those games. And I, I think on the road with a young team, void of a superstar, Cat, he's been out forever uh, with the Clippers. As I'm catching up with the NBA moving away from the NFL, different phases too. Like how difficult is that going to be for the Timberwolves to go to LA, the Clippers, and the Clippers in a spot where they are scoring. Westbrook uh, seemingly has chemistry already. From a scoring standpoint, the question mark would be defense. But I think the Clippers play better defense at home, Okay, uh, certainly. Uh, and you think about Kawhi and all these players, they should have that defensive effort uh, against the Timberwolves, who well, like they I did mentioned earlier in the season, right. which is kind of weird, where they they were a more defensive minded team and the offense was suffering, mm-hmm. and now that's flipped, which has been kind of strange. Well, people are going to point to Westbrook, I think, right? But you can't do that. I mean, you got too many other superstars, too many other players. I, I think what I like so far about the scoring aspect and uh, for the Clippers is that Westbrook is fitting in, right? Uh, with 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 certainly with what the Clippers have right now, it's just. When is that defense going to show up? It's the same question mark for a lot of teams. As we get closer and closer uh, or deeper and deeper into the season, that's when those signs or or those indicators appear for me, though. Yes, this is the uh, national TNT game. Timberwolves mm-hmm. taking on the Clippers tonight. And L.A. is a team that's so interesting to me because I bought in on them not too long ago, 12-1, to 1, right before the Russell, the Russell Westbrook trade. Okay. And then when that happened, I was like, well... 
I don't know if I, I don't know if I like this as much anymore, <laughs> just because it's, it's not the on court stuff with him yeah. necessarily. It's the off court attitude about how he's utilized on the court that, that, concerns me a little bit and i'm like paul george why'd you why'd you have to do this to me right 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 you know the thing about russell westbrook is how you handle them and yeah. lou seems like he wants to handle him the right way or like he wants to embrace it like you know russell has been contributing uh and you see comments from lou in terms of okay i need to play him more like russell feels important now right westbrook as opposed to okay this is lebron's team and you're playing second fiddle uh, i think westbrook he's he's such a uh uh a praise needed player, mm -hmm. in my opinion, just watching him and observing him his entire career. He's an incredible, incredible talent, but uh, he'll give you points offensively, but will he put out effort defensively? Uh, and if he does that, if he applies himself that way, and I think if Lou can bring that out, then I, I like your situation with with uh, LA. We'll see. <laughs> Last, you don't like it too much. I'm just, I just, I'm not as confident as I was, even okay. though the West feels pretty up yeah. for up for grabs in this spot. Well, Denver's never really proven themselves, though, right, from a playoff standpoint. Well, it's weird. I feel like they're not getting, like, their due mm -hmm. being talked about as a contender this season when they're, they're, they're winning games they need to win. Right. Nikola Jokic is going to win MVP, it appears, again. Whether he deserves it or not is, like, another question to be huh. had for a lot of people out there that are very upset about that thought process. Mm -hmm. But I, I think Denver has a real shot. Everybody just likes the Suns because of KD. Yeah, I mean, they have the star power right there when you add KD. I, I think uh, there's question marks about Malone coaching uh, the Nuggets and some of his decisions, uh, some of the uh, moves that they made too lately. Uh, I know people are high on the Nuggets out there in Denver. I talk to a lot of people out there all the time, Stormy, and uh, I, I don't know. Until they do it, people aren't going to believe it, though. Right. Well, is that just a local view, though, or is that a national view? Local nervousness. You're always talking to the Colorado people. <laughs> local nervousness. How about that? <laughs> also, yeah. are you proud of me that I say Colorado? Because I got yelled at when I first moved there. Not yelled at, but... What happened? That, well, that I just said Colorado. And oh, like, you said Rado. They said, okay. is it Nevada? And I was like, no, okay. <laughs> you get mad when people I say Nevada, though? I do. I, I don't, do, too. I don't like it. Eats it eats at me. It does. Yeah, it does. And you would think, especially a lot of those East Coast broadcasters that come over here, it's UNLV is an established program. Right. You know, you right. should you should know how to say the state. No, I don't know. It's one of those things. <laughs> they should. Uh, Mike, thank you so much thank for today. You. This was awesome. Was You're the pleasure. best. You're, you are as well. Great reuniting with you. That's a wrap on today's edition of Lombardi Line. But check back with us tomorrow. JBT will be with us. So we'll get into a little more NBA than usual. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.